Can I talk now? I don't know. All right. That was our double check. That was our double That's check? That's the double check. All right. So are we are We, we are streaming. We have yeah. sound. We're, We're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because um, I, I had, I, had okay, I almost had to burp, so I didn't want to burp oh, and, and no, start the no. show with a belch. That yeah. wouldn't be good. Well, that's, you know, we've we we've updated our studio. Uh, <laughs> we've got the black backdrop got, now. I went really to Joanne Fabric yesterday, and you know, found yeah, black this, felt. And of course, you know, if you've ever been to Joanne Fabric, um, you see a lot of guys like John walking around, wandering looking around. For and the thing is, I found felt. I found the bolt of you know. The fabric, but then you gotta, fabric but you gotta get box. it cut to the right, and then I'm like, and I'm thinking, well, who do I? You bring your own scissors. I know. I'm like, who do I? And I'm looking around, and so then I, yeah. I started following this one woman because she had some fabric, and I could tell she was gonna have a cut. So I'm like, maybe uh, this woman knows. Yeah. So <laughs> she's in the know. So then she's like, who's this guy with the felt that's following me? <laughs> and so finally, I okay, the desk in the Hello, center. Officer, there's a guy with felt <laughs> guy, following me. There's a guy with black felt. He's following me. What's going <laughs> on? He's here? the black felt <laughs> bam, <laughs> bam <laughs> bandit. <laughs> so then, oh, you take it to the desk and you then they cut yeah, it. They, yeah, they, they, they yeah. use a big slicer like uh, uh, no, like she, a had like a, she had like a um, uh, razor you know, blade. Like a, um, Yardstick, uh, whatever, whatever, you know, the pair of scissors, uh, eh, whatever. <laughs> nice. It was sharp. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> a um, razor utility blade. knife, yeah, well, yeah like yeah, utility a box blade. cutter, yeah, yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Uh, so uh, then, yeah, exactly, yeah. and then it was it. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah I'm not out of place here at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh, by the way, it's Mike and John got it going on the live stream brought to you by Firehouse Doors. <laughs> couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, do we have entries yet of what? Entries for the $500 gift card. Well, of course we do. Okay. Of course we do. <laughs> I thought you knew what I was talking about. I don't about. know what you're ever talking about. $500 gift card from Firehouse Doors. That's right. To start the new year. Right. Go to MikeAndJohnPodcast.com. You'll find the entry giveaway there. And you can enter in your name and Quickies? address. Oh, now, I would... Uh, well, not your address. Just your name and phone number. Oh. Um, now, I will say this. For folks who've already entered but have not won anything, yes, you're entered. You're already in. You don't oh. need to enter again. And it's just one entry per person. And I, we do double check and, and make sure that there's only one entry in there per person. Under so, contests and games. Yeah. First, you go to fun and games. Right. Then hit contests and giveaways. super easy oh, for and you. and I'm not connected. Yeah. Oh, so see, I therefore you can't. Well, you'll, you'll be connected. We've got to pay the bill on this thing. Yeah, all right. Charge Speaking, the battery, plug it in, whatever we need to do so I can get entered. Yeah. Okay, things coming up today. There was a lot of talk about the uh, Motorsports Gateway racetrack in Howell. I was quite surprised about so, the uh, the level of interest slash debate. Intensity. Uh, we'll for a lot of folks. It. Now, and we'll be, we're going to be talking to one of the co-founders of the Motorsports Gateway Howell, uh, Jordan Dix. He'll be giving us a call here in 10 or so minutes. Uh, so, uh, we'll put a lot of the comments that we saw on our Facebook page and a lot of the back and forth people questioning this and that. We'll ask him about it, um, and, and try and get some more information. More importantly, we'll find out if we can be the first ones to drive the track. Right. Because that's why we're having him on. It's not about taking care of answering these questions. It's about getting the Mike and John mobile. I do believe I can answer that for you. No. (laughs) Well, then why are we talking to this guy? <laughs> For public, so we're trying to provide. That's right. We're trying yes. to provide information to our viewers. Oh, you're talking out yeah. of the side I'm of your mouth. Right. See, now you put hey, your buddy. hand up when you talk hey, out buddy. of the side of your mouth. It's easier, uh, you know. It's 
You can just talk on the side. Maybe we could do the NFL that. thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm Dan uh, Campbell. Right. Uh, with, I'm not telling anybody the play. <laughs> All right. Look, the now. defense looks like they're set for the run. So run it up the middle. <laughs> Go right at them. Okay. <laughs> so we'll talk to Jordan Dix, who's one of the co-founders. There, Rich Perlberg joining us for the first edition of 2023 of the Less You Know. So why not start the new year out with knowing less from Rich? And we will. Absolutely. Uh, and Rich wants to talk about uh, stuff in the NFL this week. Uh, of course, the horrific injury that we yeah. saw earlier, what that means for the NFL. And then uh, maybe we'll fit in some, some Harbaugh speculation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Speculation. Speculation. Can you say that? Can you speculation. Say that Specula- speculating. Speculating. Go back We're going to speculate about Harbaugh. <laughs> The, the Harbaugh yeah, files yeah. coming up. <laughs> Will the khakis be moving to yeah. Indianapolis yeah. in the middle of the night? Uh, <laughs> like when the Colts moved from right. Baltimore to Indy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. that's what they did, right? right. I was, was like, like, is that right? No, yeah, that's right. Baltimore. Yeah. But then Cleveland moved to... Oh, yeah, that was... Modell did that. Yeah. I forget. Didn't but... Cleveland go to Baltimore? <laughs> and then Baltimore went to Indy? I don't know. And then Cleveland came back to Cleveland. Uh, somebody I, else came back to Cleveland yeah. to become the Browns. I forget, but right, right. see, we're knowing less as we speak. <laughs> uh, we'll have the answer from last yeah. night's uh, Wednesday night trivia. Somebody going to win a $50 gift card from Murphy's Family Auto. Last night's trivia question, our two-cent history lesson coming up uh, as well. And before we get things officially into the mix. Yes. We'll start with local news, brought to you by Cooper and Pinkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. All right. Uh, here's what's going on. A budget in excess of $54.3 million has been approved by the Livingston County Road Commission for 2023 road and bridge projects. Passed during a December 28th budget hearing, the plan includes more than $25.9 million in state road funds and more than $7 million in federal aid. That's more than double the $3.4 million budgeted in 2022 from federal dollars. More than 4.6 of those federal funds, though, are dedicated to a $6.5 million project. Boy, this story has a lot of math. It sure does. Uh, That will reconstruct old U.S. 23 in Heartland Township from the intersection of M59 to the Brighton Township line south of Bergen Road. The project, which Heartland Township would be pitching in $1.3 million towards, will also add a new center turn lane. Other projects planned for 2023 include rehabilitation of Chilson Road between Crooked Lake and Beck Roads in Genoa Township and Fowlerville Road north from Van Buren Road to the Fowlerville Village limits in Handy Township. Another $3 million is set aside for pavement work on local roads. Local townships will match that with an additional $3 million. A Clear University freshman has been awarded the Wilma Louise Cleary Memorial Scholarship for Outstanding Community Service. Each year, Cleary recognizes a student who not only excels academically, but also dedicates time to helping others. The scholarship is valued at $3,000. Amelia Jason, a resident of Howard City and graduate of Tri-County High School, is taking classes at Cleary's Genoa Township campus towards her bachelor's degree in business. She's also on the women's track and field team team for the university. She began her community service efforts when she was in second grade, observing an elderly neighbor who was struggling to get around. She began helping with yard cleanup, and until she graduated from high school and came to Cleary, Jason provided assistance to her neighbor, including lawn mowing, fall cleanup, and snow shoveling. Jason, who also dedicated many hours during summer vacation to local charities and churches, said the activities helped her develop a strong work ethic and appreciate the opportunities given to her. And just days before Christmas, the Salvation Army of Livingston County received a pleasant surprise from Myers Community Grant Program, $10,000. With the help of Livingston County United Way, the Salvation Army Social Services Director, Marlena Poff, was made aware of the program and encouraged to apply for the grant to help supplement emergency housing funds for the winter. 
with the Severe Weather Network closing their doors this year. The local Salvation Army anticipates an increase of funds will be needed to house homeless residents in Livingston County this winter. Anybody wishing to help out the Salvation Army and assisting residents in need can find that information on our website at mikeandjohnpodcast.com. And that's what's going on. And news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Mark Binkley could barely drive a car when his dad bought the best jewelry store in town from Mr. Cooper. He spent a lot of time there after school and weekends, enough to know that he loved the jewelry business. Mark and his family were exiting a Sunday church service when Mark saw something more dazzling than any precious stone, Barb Lockery. Successful and beautiful was a combination too great to resist. And around Valentine's Day, a nervous and pale Mark Binkley asked Barb Lockery to be his bride. They were married in the rustic, cozy church sanctuary where they met and decided to build Cooper and Binkley Jewelers together. You'll see them there every day, working hard just like you, helping people make special times in their lives even more special with a gift from Cooper and Binkley. They'd love to hear your stories of romance at Cooper and Binkley Diamond Jewelers in lovely downtown Brighton. A lot of great answers in last night's trivia question. Trivia, of course, brought to you by real estate agent Tanya Zirkel with Sold by Tanya Z, whose motto is comfort is the key to home. You can find her online at soldbytanyaz.com. Oh, wait, say that again. I said you can find her online <laughs> at soldbytanyaz.com. <laughs> Smooth over there. Yeah, the control room, they were busy. <laughs> they were getting yeah, coffee. Stupid control room. <laughs> bagels were, were set out. <laughs> we had bagels? <laughs> First one with the right answer from last night's uh, Wednesday night trivia bonus night. Uh, wins a $50 gift certificate from our friends at Murphy's Family Auto. The question, according to the experts. Yeah, you know how the experts are. They're the ones that know. Do they? They say, if you do this, you'll save $2,500 a year. We wanted to know what it is. There's a lot of ways you can save $2,500 a year. Beth says, eat before grocery shopping. I think you probably save right. more than that so if you eat before you grocery shop. Over the course of a year. Because when you're hungry, you just start buying stuff. Even when you're not. Only purchase <laughs> what's on your grocery list. Yeah. Well, come every on. now and then you stray from the list, buy yourself a little something. I mean, you know, what are you, I'm not going to not get it. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie said, switch to Geico. <laughs> We all know that the general is the one to Oh, go yeah, with. the general, right. He's General Tom <laughs> from, Thumb. From yesterday. We're pretty sure it's General Tom Thumb. <laughs> That's the general. Christian says buying a cup of coffee or maybe not buying a cup of coffee. <laughs> Do laundry in only cold water. Well, you know, my I, I have one of those smart washers. I just right. put it on normal and hit go. Now, so me, I don't know. It decides what kind of water we're we using. got a, a washer too. One of those smart washers. Uh, does yours play a symphony at the end of the cycle? It does a little. Hey, we're done. <laughs> but, but now the thing is, if it's a little, fine. Yeah, mine's something like that. It's, ours it's, goes it's on. For, I swear, it goes thing. on for thirty seconds. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Beethoven's Ninth? I mean, just like <laughs> you should be stuff. able to program program it. That would be, you know what? That'd be the next. That's the next it level be. of yeah. programmable appliance. You could like connect it to Spotify, and like <laughs> have sure, your, pick you your know, tune, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe Don Henley's Dirty Water, sure. uh, Dirty Laundry, or yeah, that'd be like perfect. That. Or uh, maybe the Doors at the end. 
if you have seven and a half <laughs> minutes to, you know. <laughs> if it takes you that long to get to the laundry room. <laughs> anyway. uh, Barbara said, make coffee at home. Bundle insurances, says Ashley. You probably save a lot more. I don't know. Walk or bike to work. You could save a lot more than that, I would think, if you could walk or bike to work. Right. Not going to happen. Of course, I guess I do walk to work. I just walk down the stairs. Yeah, you go downstairs. Sometimes yeah. he gets lost. <laughs> he has, yeah. has to put on his GPS. Where, Where am I? <laughs> Fourth step. Uh, work from home, said Ann. Um, let's see. Use LED light bulbs. Right. LED light bulbs. Does that really save you more energy or more money? Yeah. If you're paying I mean, more for the bulbs. Well, that's the... That's a good question. Overall, are you saving money? And then when you got to recycle them, you got to find a place to take them. And is it really saving you that much more? God money? forbid you break one. Oh, geez. Then, then you got to like call the EPA. <laughs> You're like, really? We used to, yeah. <laughs> those fluorescent balls, yeah. we used to chuck those as we were kids and watch them. I blow remember up. when Letterman and his old show used to throw them off the top of the building and, you yeah. know, I'm Thor, the God of Thunder, and he'd throw these fluorescent bulbs down. Uh, Teresa says, cut cable. See, that's the thing. You say, okay, I'm cutting cable because right. it costs me so much a month, but then I, I've got seven different streaming services. Right. So do you really save that much You money? do. I can tell you. We cut the cord to cable, and we have like every streaming service there is. And, and honestly, we still save money, still. but but there is a trade. Live stuff is iffy. So if there's live something, so like on New Year's Eve, we're like, oh, let's let's go to New Year, let's go to. The, I can't find so I'm it. like looking, and then I'm like, I think oh. it's on YouTube. Oh, you could, you'll get it tomorrow. Right. <laughs> hey, so, it's 2024 now. Right. Congratulations. Uh, the correct answer from last night's trivia was to pack a lunch, hmm. bring your own lunch to work, so you're not spending money going out to lunch, and you'll save 2,500 bucks, according to the experts. All right. And our winner, I have to go get, I took a screenshot of this okay. just so I knew we would yeah. have the yeah. exact winner. Wow. And it look was at you Sue, using technology. Look at that. I wow. know. It's right here. Sue Marceau Johnson. Congratulations. Okay. Congratulations. Sue. You Sue. win the uh, $50 gift certificate from Murphy's Family Auto. I'm sure you can put that to good use. Get your car ready for the, uh, the season. Get the oil changed, tires checked, all that kind of fun stuff from Murphy's Family Auto. Your car knows. And for the rest of you, they're open on Saturdays from eight to one. Well, and wait. if you say Mike and John well, sent you, hold on. Well, is Sue it, can go there is too. This, is this a Mur- is this a Murphy's Family Auto commercial then? Well, if, if you want it to be, well, I'm just saying because that's where you know the right, right. Well, from. I'm just. But the trivia I didn't tell the in the, which the, you're winning the certificate is from Tanya Zirkel. Sold by TanyaZ.com. Right. We said that in the beginning. But I know, but I'm just, you know. I to, yeah. Oh, you're and tagging so, it at the so end. So then, then you're winning the certificate. Right. For Murphy's Family Auto. Your car knows. <laughs> That's Sell what a Mike and John sent you and you'll save 5%. Tell me about the whole shebang. Oh, God, yeah. Do they know what the shebang is? Well, you'll find out when you walk uh, yeah, in. Yeah, when you say, I want yeah. the whole shebang, and they'll let you know yeah. that they know that you know the whole <laughs> oh, shebang. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Right. Hell, so yeah. Congratulations to... Sumarso Johnson, the winner in last night's trivia. Of another question coming up for you uh, tonight, as always, Thursday night Thursday night trivia. We're going to check in with Rich Pearlberg in a little while. Yeah. But, oh my gosh, xylophone is sounding yes. in my headphones. Does good that morning. Make... Good morning, guys. How hey, you doing? good. Is this uh, Jordan? This is Jordan. Well, oh, that's right. good. We thought we might be getting yeah. pranked. Yeah, we weren't sure. No, we're uh, talking with uh, Jordan Dick, uh, who is the co-founder of the Motorsports Gateway Howell, which, of course, will start construction, I believe that's next week, correct? On Monday, right? 
Correct. Yeah, it's coming up quick and uh, we're pretty excited about it. So Jordan, as, as far as starting the construction of this thing, we, we posted the story uh, earlier this week and I think it was even over, over the weekend, but uh, the story about this, this racetrack coming to Howell and we thought, hey, this is a pretty cool thing. But then a lot of folks uh, had chimed in about, I don't want this in my backyard. It's going to be too noisy. And then other folks were, well, this is really cool. But others were saying it's only for the rich who can bring their toys to the track. So, so let's talk about the, how this all came about and, and uh, the support you've gotten from the community. Yeah, it's uh, been really exciting uh, from city officials. We've gotten a tremendous amount of support support um i mean even from the community people uh, it seems like at first when they're not really sure what it is they think it's going to be uh loud smelly like maybe what somebody might picture a racetrack to be but um it's a great location you've got the highway there which actually already produces quite a bit of sound um early on we had to do a sound study and we actually found that the noise that the performance driving circuit will produce from the vehicles is actually going to be quieter or produce less sound than already what the highway produces. That was one of the requirements um, from the city is they wanted to know that we weren't going to be disturbing the neighbors and things like that. And uh, so we had a background sound study done. And then even for vehicles that go on the driving circuit, there's going to be noise restrictions that um, the vehicles are going to have to comply with. So if there's any vehicle that is too loud, um, we'll have the sound monitoring systems around the circuit. And um, if a vehicle basically exceeds the sound limit, they'd be black flagged and have to, uh, to come off track and, and remedy the, um, the sound that they're producing in order to comply with the restrictions. So the key point is, is that the issue of sound is something that was dealt with, you know, uh, really from the beginning uh, in terms of understanding that that could be a potential issue and something that would be abated, uh, you know, for, uh, for residents. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. pars- the parcel of land itself, I mean, most of it fronts I-96, which is pretty loud as it is um yeah yeah. uh and and i'm not this is not to dismiss any of the concerns of nearby residents who are concerned about the sound but uh i I think some of the comments that we were seeing i think folks had just assumed or at least to be like it was going to be indianapolis and that there was like no thought about what the sound would be or that that had not at all been taken into into uh, account but uh you know obviously it has and, um, you know, that will be something that uh, will be monitored and, and, and sort of taken care of as things go on. I think on the other side of this, I think on the positive side, and I know that you guys have been working with the city for quite a while to try and get this uh, project done. That, that parcel of land the city has owned for quite a while and had been trying to find an appropriate use for. So I think they were happy to finally find something that would fit there, that would work there. And really, this does represent a significant investment in the Howell community, right? Yeah, absolutely. We see it as a, uh, not only us, city officials uh, and the local business owners see it as a transformational project, not only for the city of Howell, but for Livingston County. I mean, how many people, um, communities get to say that they have a, a world-class performance driving circuit within their city limits? So, and so let's talk a little about that for those that are going to use this. How is, it, is this going to be similar to the M1 concourse in Pontiac? 
uh, for folks that have performance vehicles that want to come out, there's not actually going to be races per se, or is there? All great questions. And in concept, it's similar to what M1 Concourse is in Pontiac. Now, they're 87 acres. We're going to have 273 acres to develop. And ours is a, uh, it's an automotive district. So anything really automotive related, whether you have the Automotive Country Club, which is the core component of phase one. Um, I mean, the driving circuit is really the main attraction. And then phase two, you have your Automotive Innovation Park. Now, for that, think... Uh, OEM, aftermarket research and development, autonomous vehicles could be boutique automotive manufacturers with the ability to utilize the the events driving circuit. And then um, on the west side of the property, we'll have the entertainment zone. So it's really a place for for friends, for family, for coworkers um, to entertain clients that you could come out and basically spend all weekend there. And everybody would have have something to do and enjoy being able to connect with um, the people they're sharing it with. Well, and and there's like you said, there's there's a variety of uses for this uh, from the individual level to to a team competition type thing. And you know, uh, we have a good friend, uh, Mark Howell, uh, who uh, runs a, a charity in Brighton, and um, you know, he does a road rally uh, every year to raise money. And he's been going to the M1 concourse, and so I think having something like this closer to home in Livingston County is going to be something where you could see events like that charity events, events that are community focused, uh, that can mm-hmm. use this track or be a part of this as well as, you know, like you said, uh, where individuals are going to come in here and rent these garages and, and potentially put these condos in, which yeah, I was going to say, yeah. tell us a little about the condos that, uh, obviously aren't going to be in phase one, but, uh, down the road here. Yeah. The condos are, I guess if I could, uh, kind of take a step back and, and even answer the one of the questions you guys had about uh, racing. So for the motorsports uh, club, the driver's club, there will be open lapping sessions. So basically, if somebody wants to come out and take their, their treasured vehicle and uh, push it to its limits, um, throughout the day, there'll be wide availability for that. We'll break sessions up by vehicle classification, by driver experience, so when people are out there, They'll be with individuals who are of similar skill set. Um, you know, safety is number one priority for us. And then periodically what we'll have is club competitions, and that will be broken up the same way, different driving experiences or driver experiences, and then also vehicle classification. Um, there will be driver coaching on staff. We'll do it in group, individual. So it's all centered around on people who are interested in motorsports or maybe want to develop their driving ability. Um, I mean, it's going to be a place for them to connect with like-minded individuals, to feel comfortable, feel safe, and uh, grow the uh, automotive enthusiast community. Now, do you and think then, I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, go ahead. No, no, uh, go ahead. Do you think this will be uh, for, for just four-wheeled vehicles or do you think we're going to see uh, maybe motorcycles as well? Absolutely, motorcycles will be allowed on the driving circuit. There's a, uh, a pretty big motorcycle enthusiast uh, community in the Metro Detroit, and we're designing the track for the safety standards to be able to accommodate motorcycles. Awesome. What about riding lawnmowers? 
I <laughs> I think uh, it could get can, crazy uh, night, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that. It's uh, it's one of the four wheel vehicles that uh, probably unfortunately won't be allowed on the driving circuit. All right, well, <laughs> fine. Maybe, maybe the stand up ones, John. The zero turn. So let let me ask you this: as as far as uh, the size of the venue and the the potential, do you think this could be maybe an outdoor concert? Uh, type of uh, venue as well? Potentially. Um, I mean, we're thinking of w- amenities for the um, entertainment zone that, again, could help uh, complement the community. And we want to be good neighbors. So if it's something that, I don't know, as we go along and we explore the, uh, the opportunities for developing the site, uh, the three different distinct zones, um, if it makes sense and it's something that the community is interested in, absolutely we'll entertain the idea. Yeah. You know, you hit upon an interesting thing saying, you know, we want to be good neighbors. And the fact that this is a significant investment in the community, it doesn't it doesn't benefit you in the least to come in here and and and, and just ignore what maybe community members, uh, their, their concerns or anything like that. And so, uh, you know, uh, obviously I, it would make sense to me. It would just be good business uh, to uh, obviously take those concerns into account and, and make sure that uh, things like noise and other issues are certainly uh, being, um, you know, you're being mindful of that and it is something that is uh, understood and being controlled. Um, so, you know, again, there's just... You know, what's been interesting about this process is you've been negotiating with the city for a couple years. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I know that you know, we had done, you know, various stories on this about the various, you know, back and forth and the interest and, and, and potentially signing purchase agreements. And, and now here it has come. It's ready for, you know, bulldozers to hit the dirt. And um, there were still a lot of people who were like, what's this? Where did this come from? Right. It came from nowhere. And you're like, well, no, it's, <laughs> it's gone through the entire process. Uh, and, and here it is. Um, and it's going to utilize, and I just wanted to emphasize this again, it's going to utilize a a piece of land that, um, has sat unused for a long time. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully providing some economic benefit, uh, you know, to, to the community along the way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's been a long process. Um, persistence has definitely been key to be able to get the project to this point. And it's also required people who are uh, very much dedicated to the project, not only from our development team, but even city officials, um, community, individuals within the automotive enthusiast community. And, uh, I mean, it's it's great to be able to bring a uh, performance driving circuit like ours to the Detroit metropolitan area. So again, uh, next week begins construction. Uh, real quickly, maybe walk us through kind of a timeline as as you see it for folks. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. Um, so initially, we'll start uh, clearing the trees. If you go out there, you look at an aerial of the property. There's quite an extensive amount of trees out there. So that'll take a handful of weeks to get that done. And then when it comes into the uh, earthworks, it's really going to be dependent on what the weather allows us to do. I mean, we're coming up on on winter and then spring. Um, so we'll see where we end up with that. But where we are now from a timing perspective is still on schedule to have the driving circuit, the members driving circuit operational in the summer of 23 and then to begin delivering on the track fronting garage condos shortly thereafter. 
And then if I could also touch on the question you guys asked earlier is tell us a little bit more about the garage condos. Yeah, please. So the difference, yeah, the, uh, so with the garage condos, you can own a garage condo or you can be a member to the driver's club. You don't have to be a part of both. And that kind of, when you guys talk about um, who is this really built for, that opens us up to a larger section of automotive enthusiasts. I mean, the garage condos, it's a premium location. Um, it's going to have the appropriate price point for what you're seeing across the country. And even the garage condos at uh, M1 in Pontiac. And the condos are designed for people who want to have that track fronting view, want to be able to either do business, entertain friends, clients, um, overnight stays are allowed at the garage condo. So you can have people that even, let's say in the winter time, they go down to Florida and then they'd be able to spend their summers uh, in Michigan at this automotive district. Um, they can stay in their garage condo. It can't be their permanent residence or it can't be homesteaded. But as far as adding in bedrooms, kitchens, um, things like that, they would be able to have multiple overnight stays um, at the garage condo. So that really gives people the opportunity to um, to be flexible with it and, uh, you know, have different places around the country and kind of chase the sun. Well, instead of saying we're going up north, we're going to the garage condo by the track, <laughs> you know, and kind of hanging out there, maybe watch some of the, the activities going on or taking out one's vehicle out on the track with uh, family and friends, that kind of thing, or even entertaining, entertaining business colleagues uh, kind of thing, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You picture it, you're sitting on a, a video call that's probably lasted far longer than it should have. <laughs> and you're just feeling like, you know, you want to get your, uh, your blood flowing, get your heart pumping a little bit. And you say, you know what? Oh, schedule looks great. Um, there's a uh, open lapping session going on right now that I could jump in on. So you walk down to the first level of your condo. You hop in your... Uh, Maserati? You know, your Camaro, CL1, yeah, Maserati, Ferrari, your, Camaro, your, Mustang, yeah. your BMW. It's, <laughs> your 2018 Nissan Rogue, maybe? <laughs> if that's what it takes. I don't know about something like that. That would uh, how perform on the circuit. But, uh, yeah, more of a, a track focused or even a vehicle you really enjoy. And you get out there and you feel the freedom of uh, just you and the vehicle and the road. And that's really what it's all about. And, when a lot of people experience something like that, it's, uh, it's kind of hard to describe, but when it's driver and machine and road, and it's up to your ability to, to get the best lap time possible or push it to the limit, that's just something it has to be experienced. It's kind of hard to articulate. And, All right. Well, uh, it's kind of like Ford versus Ferrari right here in Howell. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jordan, uh, from, uh, motorsports gateway, uh, have you, you have other tracks like this, I assume around the country? Actually, no, this, this, this is first? our first one. Yeah. yeah. You guys had a, a, yeah. a an operation in Novi, correct? Like a, a go-karting, uh, operation, which you have, you're transitioning it to this basically, right? Yeah. So that was a indoor racing and event venue. Um, we specialized in corporate events and, even the furnishings that we had uh, in the lobby and things like that, leather couches, flat screen TVs, we had a lounge with a pool table, um, the concessions, food and beverage um, service. 
And we really did a large number of corporate events. Now for us, it wasn't just about people coming out and doing the concession carding, um, as they say. It was people having an authentic racing experience. So we would do events where they would be called Grand Prix or Mini Grand Prix, where people could come out, they'd go through the driver's briefing, they'd have their qualifying sessions. Based on where they qualified, they would line up for a, a standing start positional race. And then the top three finishers of that would go to the podium ceremony. We'd do live interviews over the PA system. We'd hand out trophies. And when people got done with that, they would say, man, I've never been to a racetrack. I've never really watched racing on TV, but I feel like this is exactly what it would be. And and that's what it was. And that comes from my motorsports background, um, competing in Europe and, and all over the uh, the country. So taking that and, and kind of growing it from the uh, smaller experience to, to big-time stuff here in Howell. Yeah, so conceptually, I mean, same thing. It's all about the... Um, the motorsports experience, authentic motorsports experience. It's for automotive enthusiasts. And uh, we sold that business to be able to focus on what we're doing in Howell. And uh, for us, yeah, we're going to grow it and see where we end up with the uh, motorsports gateway community. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think it's a, I think it sounds, sounds like pretty exciting stuff, pretty cool stuff and, and hopefully well-received, especially after, after folks hear this and uh, view this interview. Uh, Jordan, we'd like to, as things progress, kind of get an update, maybe in the spring when, when, the, when the pavement starts getting put down and things like that, kind of get an update from you, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to continue talking with you guys and uh, even also just connect more with the influential people within the Livingston County community. Well, we're talking and, to uh, you're, you're the most influential. We're it, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, it's, it begins and ends with us. Yeah, we're in a basement doing um, a podcast. So people <laughs> don't are, tell them that. <laughs> uh, so, but so. yeah, I, I mean, keeping it updated and, and stuff like that. And if you need event ideas like food truck races or something like that, <laughs> and John suggested the uh, the the lawnmower competition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, just for we're, fun. We're here. I was going to say, we're I'm here s- for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to notice a pattern here for uh, what piques your guys' interest. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't uh, take you much. You need a biker yeah. night. Let us know. <laughs> I mean, we, we know a lot of yeah. guys. So. Uh, it, should, it sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a great experience for folks, too. And uh, we look forward yeah. to uh, to hearing more about it as things progress. Yeah, absolutely. And if anybody else wants any more information, um, whether it be for memberships, they can send an email to members at motorsportsgateway.com. And for anybody who's interested in getting more information for a garage condo, um, they can send an email to sales at proper, sorry, sales at proper dash real estate.com. We've uh, working with Brad and Raphael to uh, focus on the sale for the garage condos. Um, they've been great. Can answer anybody's question to help make a decision about that. Uh, and even for right now, um, for a limited time, we're offering benefits to people who buy garage condos for memberships so they get a 25 percent discount on your initiation charge and then for the lifetime of your annual dues there's a 20 percent discount so for people getting involved early um, before we start construction that's uh, just something that we're extending to the, the community yeah and the i think a lot of people floor, yeah. a lot of people can also get in for you they go to your website motorsportsgateway.com 
lots of links yeah, and, and frequently asked questions and things like that that they can get there and find out more all about it. So uh, Jordan Dick, co-founder, Motorsports Gateway, uh, going to begin construction uh, next week here in Howell. And uh, thanks for joining us. We look forward to, to learning more about this. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for taking the time right. to talk to me this yeah, morning. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Have a great morning. Thanks. Yeah, you as well. Thanks. All right. We want to thank Firehouse Doors, our original sponsor here on Mike and John Got It Going On. They've been with us uh, from just about day one, and they've been serving here in Livingston County for now over 25 That's years. That's right. 25 years. Well, it is over 25 years because yeah. January 1st right. was We're, their 25th anniversary. It's 24 plus a few so, days. Yeah, and now We're it's 25. Out. Yeah. You know, so 25 plus. Or is it? No, it'd be 25. Yeah, if yeah, the 25th, yeah. Don't, don't do math. We'll have to call uh, our friend in Jeremy in California right, for, no, we won't do for math information. Uh, but, of course, a quarter century. Cerny, see what I did there? Uh, serving <laughs> Livingston County residents. Of course, uh, they uh, strive to treat each customer like family, and they are family-owned, after all. They're also veteran-owned. Mike Witt, a proud U.S. Air Force veteran. They're your one-stop shop for residential, commercial, and rolling steel overhead door needs. And by far, when people ask for recommendations about uh, garage door installation uh, or sales, People will recommend Firehouse Doors uh, really by just a large margin. They are well-known throughout the area for their excellent customer service. And, of course, if you want that, that's who you want to call. Yeah, we should have told uh, Jordan about Firehouse Doors so he could get those doors put on all the garages there at the gateway. You think we get a commission? Well, I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, yeah, call Firehouse Doors today, 810-599-7480. Rich Pearlberg uh, has has had a few weeks off, and and hopefully he's gotten... (laughs) I thought you were going to say he had a few. (laughs) He might have, especially during the Michigan game, uh, which... That game, for those that watched it, went back and forth, and unfortunately, Michigan did not come away victorious. Ohio State losing two, so mm. no Big Ten in the uh, championship. Right. But the less you know with Rich Perlberg, our first edition here for January 2023. Right. So I'm going to call him. You call Rich. Right, because we have to call him on my phone. Yeah, we do. Because your phone doesn't. My phone doesn't work. work. Yes, it does. You just don't know how to hook it up. <laughs> no, you don't know how to hook it up. <laughs> I could call Rich if you want. No, no, I'm calling. You, you want to call? I'm calling. All right. See? Look at Your that. phone works. All right. Well, that was an eye roll, by the way. He knows we're calling today, right? <laughs> I did say that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Who is this? Uh, hi. <laughs> hey, Rich. It's Mike and John. We are uh, live streaming. Um, I'm calling you from my phone. Uh, that's, oh. why, that's why the number doesn't. You're like, who the hell is yeah, this? What who is, is this? this? Uh, I, my, my my spam detector is not working. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is spam, all right. <laughs> so, Rich, you know, I I I know we have a lot of ground to cover because uh, things have been all over the place lately. But um, I I want to send out a heartfelt. It's too bad, Michigan lost. <laughs> you know what? And there, there's a part of me that thinks that there's. Not sincere, but you no, just sound honestly, like you really I, mean it. A part of you? <laughs> just a part? <laughs> I mean, it's there was so much, you know, so much. There was so much online during that game about people, count, you know, yelling about the officiating and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, there were some calls that could have went one way or the other, but there, there certainly were some Michigan opportunities that oh, kind of gave think? the game away when you say <laughs> two pick sixes. You know, but then two you had sixes and two not scoring touchdowns yeah. at the one yard line. Yeah. yeah. Whenever <laughs> the complaints go to the calls, uh, I mean, no matter what, yeah. I don't care what game you're unless watching, unless you've lost by one point. 
you know, or one score necessarily. And it's like well, literally, one score. I know, but, <laughs> but it's literally at the end of the game or something like that. Right. I mean, right. Occasionally you'll see that like, okay, that call made the entire difference in the game. Right. But no, there, there was it, quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Not, not <laughs> necessarily opportunities. And, listen, and things listen like that. I started, I was at the, uh, I've been watching Michigan since Bo's years. And watching Michigan lose a bowl game is not a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> right. Everyone's making a big deal out of the fact that uh, Harbaugh's 0-6 in bowl games. I mean, you know, even the tremendous season that they had. They've had two great years um, in a row, though. Yeah. But not getting the big one. Right. Uh, but it, you, as you're pointing out, uh, Bo had, that was something that, that kind of hung around Bo's neck for a little bit. Yeah, it did. And, you know, it's, I can think of back to like when the Vikings and the Bills were both losing regularly in the Super Bowl. They were both, I think, 0-4. I still think they had better success than the Detroit Lions did in the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's true. You know? I mean, <laughs> you, you keep, you say that the, the problem is when you're playing the big games, if you win a big game, you got another big game. I mean, they beat Ohio State, they beat Purdue, and that just meant another big game. O- only one team goes all the way. Yeah. Now, you know? So anyway, it was it's, disappointing, it's but it happens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then again, it's not Ohio State either. And you yeah. know, when you look at that Ohio well, State, I will game. say this: uh, Michigan State had as many uh, bowl victories this year as Michigan. State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. that's true. This is a good point. We don't have much to stand on here as Spartan fans. That's that's for sure. Uh, no doubt about that. You know, the other thing, uh, and you mentioned this in your email about this week in terms of the NFL. Obviously, that horrific injury earlier this on week, Monday night, uh, oh, and man, and, yeah. and and the debate that continues and this is sort of just you know sort of ed made it you know continue on even further uh about the the the, the physical toll that this game takes uh and we've heard a lot about the concussion protocols and um and cte uh you know and, and the brain uh you know damage that it can cause long term things like that but I, I think seeing this injury in real time and, and of course this was a heart-related injury right. um it just brings home you know that this is a dangerous it's a game. very violent yeah. game I saw one article where it said we, a lot of people, uh, fans, like I would certainly put myself in that category, uh, are uneasy about the fact that we're sitting back watching this game. As one person put it, while the while the participants are slowly killing themselves, you know. And and in this case, this was a, a rare, unusual case. I mean, it was it, uh, it it certainly wouldn't have happened without the physical contact, but it wasn't. You know, it's. It appears to be a heart stoppage uh, that rarely happens in football. It happens more in Little League Baseball. To be well, yeah, they, they do say because of it's, it actually has to hit at the right time right. of when the heart it's, is pumping. It's like and literally within like velocity. A, a 10 millisecond part of the heartbeat yeah. itself. And like if you have a, 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 a you know, a, a, you know a, an injury or a, some sort of trauma or force at that point, it can disrupt the heart, and it's rhythm. it's happened in hockey too. Right, with uh, uh, hockey is another one with a puck. Yeah. right, exactly. So but this here's just... the case that even though this one doesn't, the fact is it's a violent sport. I mean, I just saw a piece that said it, the NFL was re- required to admit in federal court that one third, one third of its uh, retired players will have cognitive brain damage. One third, right, and and that's uh, that's the NFL's admission. It might be higher. And that's that's in a sport where the average uh, career is only three years. And that's well, the type of damage that's done. And we've seen in the last, I guess, decade or so where participation in football is decreasing at the youth level uh, because more and more parents are just opting not to let their kids play football. 
Um, although, you know, other sports, you know, contact sports have this issue as well, but football really sort of stands out among them. Uh, well, but except although, maybe boxing. Although I, 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 it's interesting to hear that. I, I didn't know the stats that they're going down. I do, do see that still more than a million kids are playing high school football. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that, I that's what I'd, I'd heard at least. And let me double check that. But I thought that the, the overall in the last decade or so participation in youth football had decreased. Uh, and it's largely because of these concerns. I mean, if you're a young parent, if you've got a kid who's five, six years old, and before you put him in the Pop Warner League or whatever, and you'd have, you know, and now at five or six or seven years old, I mean, when you think about all the things we do safety-wise, we, you know, yeah, we put them in car time. seats and we have uh, helmets you know, when we're riding bikes, you know, and I mean, all the and all the rest of that. And then I think if you're a young parent, you're like, uh, maybe soccer, yeah. you know. Well, um, they, that's the thing. You see the 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 participation in youth soccer is uh, you know my my boys did it and uh, yeah. just the the. The leagues and the travel sports and everything else—it's huge. Yet yes. the sport itself hasn't really taken off here in in the states, as far as what we thought it would when Pele came to play for New York back in the '70s. And and now football—you see this—and like John said, a lot of folks are saying, "Well, I don't want my boys or my kids to play football because of the potential for mostly head injuries," as we've alluded to. But now you see something like this, and it's like, I don't know how those guys, like this coming Sunday, this weekend, getting on the field—you know, that's, that's got to be in point. the back of their heads. That's that's a great point. I just, you know, you even if this guy continues to make um, regular progress. What those what those players went through? I, I I agree with you. How do you how do you get yourself back into the right. frame of mind to play this game? Well, I heard. I mean, I know everyone did. I mean, I saw a lot of comments from the fans that were at the game or that were watching the game who were like, "What about the game? You know, you interrupted my game, man. You know." <laughs> and I'm like, no, I, I, I get it. Rare. And, and <laughs> yeah. I uh, I saw more than you'd think. And I and I uh. and you know where you're like, and I understand like somebody that bought tickets to go to the game. It's expensive, and you take the time out and you go there. But it's like, you know, again to this point of this is someone's life, literally, you know, potentially, you know, ending. You know what? What? What kind of a society are we? Uh, well, I don't know if you guys go yeah. back that far, but the Detroit Lions had a guy die on mm-hmm. Chuck Hughes, and yeah. that game continued. Well, that was a different era. But that though. was right at the yeah. end. Well, it was at the end too. Yeah. I mean, this was. I, I don't. This is going to sound horrible, but this for the NFL, it was like the worst time for something like this to happen—a marquee game between two potential right. Super Bowl games on Monday night, the exactly. most watched game yeah. of the year. Yeah, I, I mean, but, I, I will uh, say hats. Off. Look, there's a lot of criticism, and a, a lot of it is earned to the NFL about how they've handled these things in the past. Um, and I'm not trying to, you know, uh, d- diminish that in any way. But I do say hats off in this case where it seemed to be pretty early on in the process. They're like, yeah, this game's done. <laughs> there wasn't much they, of a debate going on. They did keep saying, you know, you know we're suspending play right now, and they they weren't really sure. But when you're looking at a player down before the ambulance and got him out of the stadium before before Demar Hamlin was taken out of the stadium, he was on the ground, and the the players were there for about a half an hour. So you look at that, and you're like, how could those players even think about? You know, right. just oh, looking right. at the emotion on their faces, yeah. thinking about putting their helmets back on and, and going out there teammate. and hitting somebody. Yeah, and it's a teammate of yours, much less. I mean, even if you're on the other team, oh, that, you know. It's but if it's and arms if, in that, you know, that right? I, I just, uh, you know, right? It is. It is hard to imagine that you could, you know, get back into that kind of a thing. So I looked up the 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 stats, and uh, so from 2008 to 2018, there are 106,000 fewer youth players. Uh, in youth fo- in high school football, particularly, so there were 1.1 million in 2008, 
and 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 so it's down just below a million. Okay, but I do, I do need to bring a small protest here. I I, I didn't think there was going to be any research on this. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm, you're right. <laughs> this okay. is violating the the title of <laughs> yeah, this. John's really I'm sorry. <laughs> He's trying to earn his <laughs> points for the year. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I got carried away. It's the newsman in me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he likes to say I got sex. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean even LeBron James has come out and said his kid wasn't going to play. Uh, football he said i had to play football to try to get out of my environment but uh, my kid doesn't need to do that and and no it's a it's a yeah my boys didn't play football and it wasn't because we banned it they they just had no desire and they weren't they weren't very big but uh uh i think uh i've had friends who've had kids who played football successfully and went on and played in small college and he's a big fan and he said one of the best days of his life was when his when his kid played his last football game because it really concerned him about right, the, right. about the potential injury. Um, and then you know, and just to play the devil's advocate, you also hear from a lot of parents who will talk about the positive benefits that sure. that, that football provided over the course of their kids, you know, career and and, and uh, moving into the you know. the business atmosphere. So as it's, far as it, the, it, the competitive edge. It's not saying that it's all negative, but there is well, that negative aspect too. Do we do we have an update on Hamlin? Do we know what? Uh, the only thing I saw this morning is that I he's... thought we weren't doing research. <laughs> no, but I mean, it is such a serious topic here. And, you know, we've, we've all seen, if you didn't see it live, probably seen clips of, uh, of the game, uh, of what happened with DeMar Hamlin and his condition right now. You said you heard, heard something, Rich? I, I just saw this morning uh, uh, that it's still in critical condition. He's still on a ventilator. Yeah. There's some reports that he's getting... That his condition has improved, but boy, it's tough. I mean, yeah. for, for, if it's what they thought it was, that uh, he was the, the fact that they had trained personnel and equipment on the scene saved his life at least momentarily. Right, yeah, uh, right. The NFL and I, I didn't realize this until I read about it after this uh, this tragic event. Was that you know they obviously every game, every game, regular season and playoff. Uh, they have a, a, a trauma plan in place yeah. in case there's a trauma one center that's always identified. That will be the place that they will go. There's never so you can take all that decision making out of it. It's like just we know where we're going. We know what we're doing when this but, happens. But what does that tell you about right. the nature of the game that you have to have that type of uh, right uh, uh, team and, and preparation well, in place? I, I think it's interesting in the commentary on this. Um, you know how things have changed and how we as a society sort of view. things things differently because when we were kids and i think there's you know a lot of people still now where they're like you see a good hit and you're like nailed them you know like where they just yeah. really slam someone to the ground oh there's times you watching know? a game i'll yeah. see them and i go dang he 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 barreled into him or right. he, you know you you see that hit and you're like i'm glad i'm not that guy <laughs> right oh he must yeah. be seeing stars <laughs> you know and i think even the commentators have in the last few years especially have sort of moved away from those kinds of those sorts of statements and, and been kind of careful about how they describe hard hits because it's like, I mean, we, we, you know, we just talked to Jordan Dick, who's the co-founder of the motorsports gateway, Howell, oh, right, yeah. talking about the racetrack coming to Howell. And, and I know it's not going to be that kind of a racetrack, but still it is racing, but let's face it. When we watch races, who are we kidding? You yeah. are watching when you watch the, you know, I, I understand that there's hardcore race fans who dig the <clears> racing <throat> and the competitiveness and the jockeying for position. And, and I get all that. And I've enjoyed that too. But we are lying if we say the crashes that are involved in those auto races are just something think, that's part of the. It's amazing they can walk know. away from it. Those right. that have, you know. Um, 
So yeah, you know, and I and I get that. I, although I, I I appreciate the hard hits, and I sometimes I think, oh my gosh, he, he just got right up and continued to the next play. That yeah. that, that hit would have knocked me into, into the hospital. <laughs> I would have knocked me into know? retirement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I gotta say, I don't go to the football games to see the violence. I see right. the competition. Right, that's right. A, no, that's I think, a, but yeah. but. But it's a tough game. I mean, we I think we're immune to the, the you know, we see the open field tackles that, that are so obvious, but the the interior line play is incredible. You got these three hundred pound really fit people slamming into each other at high speeds, play after play after play. And and I can remember seeing Dan Deardorf once uh, after several years after he retired from pro football, and a guy could hardly walk. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, and it's it's a huge price they pay. Once I saw a stat that said that the life expectancy of a pro football player is like ten years less than than it would be otherwise. You know, it's, that that's a, a you know a telling you know a statistic or you know a port port to add into this and rough on the body. When you think about sure. and, and people and, go into it willingly, right. I mean, nobody's got a gun to their head. You know? Well, it's it's where boxing was and where it is now. Yeah. I mean, boxing still you know obviously exists and is a big money sport, but how it is perceived and how it is projected into society certainly has changed. Um, it's not just, you know, the violence of it is now not something that's just not even thought about, I guess, in a certain sense. Now it is, you know, it's obvious. So you can't, yeah, uh, you but can't you don't see it. boxing on TV. Like it's kind of been relegated right, exactly. to a certain thing. It's but like football, smoking ads. It, 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 in well, a sense, it's <laughs> like smoking ads. They, they took cigarette ads off TV because it was too, you know, TV was so influential and you're right. Networks, unless you're like HBO or whatever, that have the pay-per-view, they really don't show boxing matches anymore. Uh, well, whereas you before you could watch it on, you know, Howard Cosell. <laughs> exactly. Just, you know, on a Saturday. There was some oh, yeah. I can remember going to the Olympics in Montreal in 1976, and that was huge. Right. Actually, Howard Cosell's doing it. But I, and there were some predictions at one time that football might go that same way, that that parents weren't going to have their kids go to uh, go to football because it was too violent. But I don't see it. There's just so much glamour and money. I gave you statistics before. <laughs> I just did the research. That, that, that was for youth football, <laughs> not going to the games. Oh, oh, okay. You know, be, oh. let's, uh, before we wrap things up, I do want to get your take, though, Rich, okay. on, uh, on, on uh, Harbaugh. Now look who's t- t- steepling their hands. I am steepling my hands. <laughs> Uh, it's the first time ever. So your thoughts on uh, Harbaugh has been in, there's a few teams that have approached him about uh, leaving Michigan and coaching pro again. What do you think? Well, you know, it's hard to say. The rumors are out there. I think at least three teams have been put in the mix. I don't know if there's been any interviews. It would, not not that Jim Harbaugh is looking for my approval on anything, but uh, it would bother me, especially after last year's flirtation when he said, I'm done, I'm, I'm going to yeah. be Michigan coach forever. He can't stop other teams from contacting him. He can send a message and say, I'm not interested. I mean, the guys with incentives are going to be making $10 million this year. So I, I don't think it's about the money. I think he may still have some uh, some Super Bowl designs. Aspiration kind of things. Yeah, and, and, I, and according to uh, John Bacon, that his, he's fed up or very disillusioned with college football, the direction it's going now. I don't know. I mean – I wouldn't be too delusional. Now, delusional with the sport paying me ten million dollars. <laughs> but I, now, I would. You, you asked me, would I worry about his own six bowl record? You know, that's disappointing. But it's a game. I would. I would be very disappointed if he walked away from right. his team. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's you. You would appreciate, for example, with with Tom Izzo staying with Michigan State for as long as he has. You kind of appreciate that loyalty. You you wonder if if Harbaugh has that for Michigan. 
And, you know, his, his uh, loyalty to Bo, I guess, is, you know, that kind of thing goes on in the college atmosphere. But then you think about it as, as a profession, you know, going and winning a Super Bowl as a coach, maybe something that's on his bucket list. I think that's probably it, and he's got every right to do that. I mean, yeah. but uh, but then, and I've never seen Harbaugh do this, so I'll give him credit for that. That don't complain about players who jump into the portal or jump to the pros or don't want to play their uh, right. bowl game because of that. I mean, if, if the coaches have a right to to come and go as they please, then certainly the players who make their income absolutely possible sure. Have that right, you know? um, but but no, I'd be disappointed, but. You know what they say, it's only a game. That's true. <laughs> and it makes a lot of money for the colleges, though. So. <laughs> that's a whole different topic. Maybe we'll talk about it some other time. But, uh, okay. Uh, all right. Well, we research that, but never I, uh, No, well, hang on to that research. Wait a minute. I thought you, we weren't doing research. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's been fun, Rich. We'll do it again next week, buddy. Happy, hey, happy New, New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Take care. All right. Thanks, Rich Pearlberg. And the less you know, I think we, we might know a little bit. I think we do. Uh, maybe. I, I don't I'm know. a little <laughs> concerned. I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how we handle that. <laughs> All right, let's get to our two cent history lesson for this January fifth. Brought to you by Drew Goble and Oakland Insurance. January fifth, it's National Whipped Cream Day. Mm. There's a few other little things going on, okay. but National Whipped Cream well, Day today. You know. <laughs> Yes, you know. Hey and now. the reason it's National Whipped Cream Day, yeah. the holiday falls on the birthday of Aaron Bunny Lappin. Really? Aaron Bunny Lappin was the founder of Ready Whip. Oh, really? Not Cool Whip. Ready Whip with the, the spray, the can, the aerosol can where you could go, or perhaps some tested the Ready Whip for the gas only. You, you push the nozzle to the side, to the side but not gonna... down. Oh, I'm. Uh, wait, Don't what? try this at home, kids. You may get fired from Quick Pick. You know this YouTube <laughs> does, is not for kids. I clearly marked that on the not for kids. Oh, you put yeah, the there's not, a there's a, a logo there's a thing when you when you go up to put the YouTube it says is this for children? Hell no, no. Uh, it's made by children, but uh, not for children. So yes, Ready Whip in uh, 1948. Okay, Aaron Bunny Lappin. <laughs> Good to know. Invented Ready Whip. 1931 in this state, the first woman to purchase a baseball team. Lucille Thomas Hmm. bought the Topeka franchise in the Western League. 1931. Besides Marge Schott, was there any other owners? In in, in, MLB? I can't think of one. Remember she and I frankly forgot about Marge Schott. Yeah, in Cincinnati, right? Yeah, yeah. And she was quite a personality, yeah. Yeah, right. She had the, the little, little dog like, shots or, or something. Whatever. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> it was on this day in 1949 in his State of the Union address, President Harry S. Truman labeled the, his administration the fair deal. This is a fair deal. Pretty fair. When somebody says that, yeah. you got to wonder well, is it the, really fair? The, well, he's trying to build up the new deal. Yeah. FDR. Went from the fair FDR deal. FDR had to the new deal. deal. He had the fair deal. Yeah. So the new deal. You know, was very successful and popular with FDR, sure, and then so Truman they, comes in and he's like, "I've got well, a, I've got a deal too. Yeah, this is a fair deal. I got, I got a fair deal. Has a stamp on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's blue and it has the little squiggly lines around. It says fair deal. He should have had a, he should have had like a jingle. If you want a fair, fair deal, deal, go see Harry. <laughs> if you want a fair deal, 1957 in England, the first ever broadcast of the Benny Hill Show was shown. Oh. 1957. You can hear the song in your head. And you can see him yeah. running by, slapping the bald guy in the uh, head. Who was that guy? Uh, the little bald guy? Yeah, I forgot. He had a name, but 
I don't know. You know, the great Jane Leaves started her career on the Benny Hill show. Daphne Moon? Yes. Well, she was Daphne Moon on Frasier. On Frasier, yes. And then went on to Hot in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And now she's on a doctor show. Uh, I think it's the, the Resident, maybe, or something like that. I forget, but she's on a, a medical show. 1988, Madonna served estranged husband, Sean Penn, divorce papers. I think he's gone on to do bigger, bigger and better things well, since, I, I think he is, uh, since the marriage. But since, uh, classic. What, was their, what was their movie together? Shanghai, Shanghai, Shanghai Surprise, Surprise or something. something. Like yeah, that. it was a horrible it, it was no Fast Times at Ridgemont well, High. No. We lost Sonny Bono on this day, 1998. Sonny losing his life in a skiing accident. You know, we talk about football. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. After 14 years of denials in 2004, Pete Rose publicly admitted that he had bet on games while managing the Cincinnati Reds. You know, you got to yeah. wonder if some of the guys in the dugouts now are like on DraftKings or right. That's fan I mean. deal. Might be, going, oh, yeah. I think, you know, I can get, I, mean, I can parlay something into this game. <laughs> well, I'll be like, we may lose right. the game, if but I'll win the bet. If they're on DraftKings <laughs> and the manager looks, what are you doing? He goes, nothing. I'm. What are you doing? Looking at porn? You know, like <laughs> anything would be better than saying you're on DraftKings. Uh, 2004 as well as Pete Rose was saying he bet on his own team. Kink singer Ray Davies was shot in the leg while on holiday in New Orleans. Oh. He's 59 at the time, was shot when running after two men who stole his girlfriend's purse at gunpoint. Wow. He was admitted into a hospital in Louisiana, but his injuries were not uh, considered serious, but still. But when they shot him, he yelled out, you really got me. <laughs> I had to. I'm no, sorry. he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> Walk into this. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, oh, that that is that's it. That's that is that's that it. Show. That just ended that's it. it. That joke. You're just like, no, we're done. No, because I don't want to give you material <laughs> to make comments on like. That. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. That's yeah. your two cent history lesson brought to you by Oakland Insurance. Thanks to Drew Goble. That's right. Call Drew Goble at Oakland Insurance, 248-647-2500. You can depend on Drew Goble at Oakland Insurance and Michigan-based Frank and Muth Insurance to provide the peace of mind you need. Also, Drew will probably be able to tell you more about Goble Beer. I don't think so. No, he did. He actually commented did on he? it. Yeah. The Goble Beer? On uh, YouTube. Said, don't forget Goble Beer. I tried to forget <laughs> We tried. <Goble> beer. <laughs> it was like a cheaper yeah. version of Stroh's, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was like crap Stroh's. <laughs> so, if you thought Stroh's was crap, so Goble Beer was even worse. Don't go to Drew for beer recommendations. No. However, do go to Drew Goble at Oakland Insurance to find out more about how he can help you with your insurance needs. 248-647-2500. Thanks, Drew. We appreciate the yeah. uh, support. Thanks to uh, Jordan Dick for joining us today, Rich Perlberg too. And thanks to you for checking in on our live stream and uh, the recorded versions too, which you can find at mikeandjohnpodcast.com. Hey, we have a website. We do. All right. You can also subscribe to our newsletter. We have a newsletter. Weekday. Yes, we do. Yeah. You, you can, can do right that. to your inbox. You can do that on our website. Smooth. Hey, we have a website. Yeah, it's mikeandjohnpodcast.com. All right, enough. That's enough. <laughs>